0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios in New York. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a key AFC showdown. In the South, between Deshaun Watson and the Texas taking on the Titans in Smashville, while others will see Kansas City hosting Denver At Arrowhead, plus other regional action as well. It all begins with J.B. and the guys setting up the day on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free hotline, 855-212-4227, has got the Mad Hatter talking. He just said, you're kidding me. Carver High saved that much on his car insurance, so he went on there tonight, and in less than 15 minutes at Geico.com, he saved 15% or more on his car insurance, and he is actually lapping it up. He is like, you should see him, he's like a kid in a candy store. Go to Geico.com and save now on your car insurance. All right. Ah, Coming up this hour, the Yammer. It's Yammer time. Yammer time. From the Pac-12 Network. We'll talk to him at 1140. That was good having B-Comp on, Mafia. We haven't had him on in a long time, I guess. You know, these Islander fans, they don't like me. So, uh, they you know, between Carver High and him, they want nothing to do with me. Have you ever noticed? I know you've noticed. At least I, you know, I had the gall to call him up on our own and say, let's get him on with or without him.
2: Well, B-Comp's always good to go. I mean, just usually we don't pay attention to hockey until after the bowl season's over, usually. Right. Well, you know, things are going on. Coach is getting fired left and right, so you got to bring him on and talk about it.
1: Did you like when I uh, decided to call the bowl season this year the bowl movement? That was nice. <laughs> that's my, that's my uh, insider joke of the year. It's time for the <laughs> bowl movement. I'm going to have an enormous bowl movement season. Uh, you can figure it out if you're clever. Anyway. I'm watching Colorado and Philly right now, one zip. I have uh, been troubled as to whether I should change the channel to the nick Dubs game. Remember, I I think I tweeted out tonight, can't wait for that Knicks-Warriors game.
2: You know, it's a sad season. The Warriors are favored over you at this point in the year.
1: You know, the funny thing is, uh, the last time I checked, the Knicks were up eight.
2: uh, 30-20 now, they just scored a game.
1: I actually bet on the Knicks tonight. They'll probably lose, but I bet on it because I think the Dubs are worse than the Knicks. Do you? I think, the, I think the Knicks are horrible. I think the Warriors are worse.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're a different point. I mean, the Warriors are horrible, but it's it's they're horrible because their top players are out, and they're just really trying out young guys and getting them experience and working them into the NBA and getting them used to that kind of lifestyle. The Knicks are terrible because they have a bunch of veterans who no one else wanted to pay as much as the Knicks paid and you know don't make up a team. They make up a bunch of guys just playing pickup at best.
1: So, did you? Uh, were you bummed out tonight at our basketball game <laughs> that it, like, got canceled because some dude flipped out at the refs? I mean, the bottom line is the guy flipped out on the refs, and he's had multiple uh, flip-outs on the refs, and they're just not having it, right? So, this guy flipped out on the refs in a game. Well, first of all, the game was meaningless, right? So, Monday, we played the exact same team in the semifinals, right? So, tonight's game was meaningless, it had no bearing on anything. We were still facing him Monday, right? No no matter what. So you'd think that we'd all just get along and no problems and just play, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who wins. But he got so worked up that did he not cuss the guy out? And he then, did. And then did he get double-tacked?
2: Yeah. I mean, he said things even worse than that. He was making threats and stuff. The guy just – he once you put a, a striped shirt on, the guy freaks out. Because we play pickup with him all the time on the weekends, and – He'll argue some calls and stuff, but he doesn't get nearly as worked up as he does when the refs make calls. Oh my like,
1: god! And then what happened? The, the refs just finally just said, "We're done."
2: Right. I mean, when you play on the weekend, like he'll just play. He doesn't. He doesn't even call that many fouls on the weekend. It's not like this is one of those guys that like. No, he just plays every drive. He's just you know he's just complaining about stuff, but meanwhile, once you throw some refs in the mix, every call is the end of the world to him.
1: Every call. So what happened? The refs uh, ended the game. I mean, the bottom line is they said, "We're if he's here, we're not refing." Right. And then, so, like, he wouldn't leave, so they wouldn't ref, so we had no game, right? And they, they canceled the game with 20 minutes left. Did that not bother you? I, I know nothing bothers you because you're Mr. Calm and Mr. Nice. I got to tell you, like, I'm bummed out because it was a really good game, and why why would we stop playing a really good game over this? Why not just shut up, get out, leave, and let's play?
2: Well, they weren't getting on anyway because they only had four guys without him, so they, they were going to just call it quits. And then We would have destroyed there. him. Yeah, I mean, we were pulling away anyway at that point. We started to take control of the game after the halftime as it was. So I think it would have been, you know, even if he was back in there, I think it would have been a bad You know, you know I don't understand.
1: Know. He's a really good player, too. Like, last week he had, like, 38 points in a game.
2: How yeah, could he was draining from outside. the But, your, but uh, how basketball. could you have
1: 38 and light it up and just completely just be awesome and kill everyone and, and knock down every shot? And then you can't play a game when the game doesn't even count or matter. Like, it doesn't even matter, and you still get worked up. Like, I, did I get worked up in the game? No, well, well, the worst part is when he started blaming me. Like, he's like, you know, he starts talking about me. And I'm like, I got nothing to do with this, bro. This ain't about me. It's about you. Right? Was it about him or was it, was it about-, about him?
2: Yeah, but once you start trying to talk to anybody about, you know, like, not freaking out or not curse or anything like that, they're, they're going to lose their stuff. It doesn't matter who it is. But especially you.
1: Well, the difference is, is that you have to admit, when I talk to the refs, I joke around with them and I give them the business and I ride them, but I don't cuss them out.
2: Not usually. No, it's very rare now that you freak out like that. There used to be a time where it was like every other game you were getting attacked. Now it's rare occurrence at best.
1: Best, but but I, I don't cuss them out and no, start don't. and start dropping bombs on them like this dude. I just couldn't believe it because I thought you know he was on like this uh, wasn't he on like double secret probation to begin with? He was. Well, that's over. For the fifth time. Well, that's over. Yeah, fifth time. I guess it's not over when you just get when you got a nine lives, right? So the bottom line is they canceled our game tonight. Did they not?
2: Yeah, they stopped and then we're just playing, you know, pickup for fifteen minutes essentially. That was
1: the worst pickup game ever.
2: Right, people were just taking ridiculous shots or not getting back. It was lazy.
1: It was totally bunk. It ruined the night. I, I just thought the whole thing was terrible. You didn't think it was terrible?
2: Yeah, it sucked. It was annoying, but it doesn't surprise me. It's always drama at that league. No matter what happens, no matter who's playing, there's always some kind of drama. I mean, every week I say, you know, someone's yelling at the refs or someone's freaking out or getting in fights. It's like, you know, welcome to the Bergen League where every week, you know, no drama, drama drama-free, perfect, easy, right? Never. Never. Every week there's something. Something. Are you sick of it? Yeah, it's not worth it. It's a stupid pickup league. What are the people getting so worked up about? No one's winning a title, you know, an <sighs> NBA championship over this. You're not making millions.
1: Wait a minute, we won eight titles. You don't up and like, play. You don't like all our championships?
2: I'm fine with them, but I didn't get anything from them. you know. We get a nice little banner, but it's not like we've got I, some money. We didn't get. A, I think your you boy, get a stupid T-shirt out I, of it. So. I think
1: because I think he's a really good player, but I think he gets mad because he hasn't won one. He's been he's been. Oh, drives cl- <laughs> him nuts. He's especially
2: because he constantly loses to us. <laughs> he
1: lost the last 75 times. And in mean, this year,
2: they, this season, they've lost to everyone except the, the, you know, that crappy team at the bottom. They, all the other games that they played, the three wins are all against that team, against us and against the top team. They've just gotten their butts kicked every time. Uh, and it doesn't matter who he's played. He's made that team you know seven different ways, and they still can't win a title.
1: <laughs> he's made it seven different layers, and it still hasn't worked. But, you know, I wish for him he could win one because uh, maybe – he poached
2: he would... Coco and they still couldn't win the title?
1: <laughs> Did he poach them and still lost? But uh, that guy, he should – you know, maybe if he won one, he wouldn't get so mad at, at everybody. I don't know Unlikely. why. Uh, no? No chance. No, that
2: guy just lives mad. All
1: right. Uh, Matt Hatter, what do you think? Rendon, seven years, $245 million with the Angels. That's a huge sign by the Angels. Uh, they wanted Cole, and they didn't get him, so they were smart. They went and gave the – they backed up the Brinks truck and gave it all to Rendon. That guy's – you know, he might very well be, like last year, the year before, maybe one of the best hitters in baseball.
3: Yeah, I think he's instantly, he slots right in behind Mike Trout. And the days of guys like Cole Calhoun and Tommy LaStella and, you know, name the average ball player hitting behind Mike Trout are over. So, and honestly, it's a great sign for the Angels because it gets them towards this new feeling. Now that Joe Madden is in the building, everybody feels, it's going to feel like when they get to Arizona for spring training, everything's going to feel fresh. But they still obviously have to upgrade their starting pitching, and they honestly did the best thing they could have done. They took all the money they were going to give to Garrett Cole, and they basically backed it up in front of Anthony Rendon's house.
1: So, so what's the deal with um, the Dodgers? Are they going to get Lindor? Because I've been hearing that's been intense. Yeah, that's
3: that's been in the rumor. That's been in the rumor mill. I really don't see their need to get Francisco Lindor. I mean, unless they think Corey Seager just you know can't play anymore. I don't know why they would think that, but. Uh, honestly, Cleveland seems like they're making everybody available. Corey Kluber is available, apparently. If you listen, uh, the Angels might be in on Corey Kluber. Car- Carlos Carrasco is available, and maybe even Francisco Lindor is available. So the
1: the Mets want Correa. Is that true? And do you believe that guy's starting to break down because he he's been injured a lot?
3: I don't think he's starting to break down. I think a lot of it was like kind of fluky injuries with him. It's been a lot of fluky injuries with him. Uh, and as far as the Mets getting him, I don't think the Mets are doing that. Uh I don't think the Mets have the prospects. And when it becomes time to pay Carlos Career, they're not gonna wanna do that either.
1: Didn't they get uh, Michael Waka?
3: They did. One year three million.
1: What do you think of him?
3: Not exactly Garrett Cole.
1: Yeah. That's just another uh like Mets. It's um... a ni-
3: it's a nice move for them if he's you know, Michael Waka. If he rounds up the rotation and he's the fifth starter, it's great. But, you know, didn't he start you have to, to see like, that didn't he start to really tail off and well, Louis? Well, his back and his shoulders started to flare up. And, you know, if you're a power pitcher and your back and shoulders start to flare up, it's lights out for you. So now they got a guy with a bad back and shoulder? Oh, well, last year in St. Louis, those were his
1: problems. But he'll be in the best shape of his life in spring training. Well, you would think so.
3: Because he's on a one-year prove-it deal for three million dollars. I'm on. I'm in the greatest shape. Of, I'm living my best life. That's a funny story. Everybody comes around in February in the best shape of their lives. Right.
1: every Every year. Everybody. Eric in Idaho, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Scott, I have a uh, recruit for you and the Pharrell Ballers. Yeah. About that that kid uh, from Wayland Baptist, NAIA player who scored a hundred. The other
1: night. I saw that, and that was, uh, you know, it was crazy, but, like, his brother is some baller, right? Like, uh, I forget who he is.
2: Yeah, he's, uh, he's oh. a
0: rookie for uh, the Timberwolves.
1: Right, but he played at Texas Tech, that kid.
0: Yes, yes, he did,
1: yes. And, and uh, it was uh, – the kid's name is J.J. Culver, <laughs> and his brother's Jarrett Culver, uh, who is, uh, right, with the T-Wolves now. And I think is. Uh, wasn't, uh, just, he was the number six pick in the uh, draft this year. So he's, he's averaging nine and three with the wolves this season. And, uh, the kid had a hundred, I mean, my God, he shot, uh, he was 34 of 62 from the uh, floor, 12 of 33 from three, 20 of 27, uh, from the line. Uh, and the rest of his teammates went 8 of 15 from the floor and five of six from the line. The next highest score on the team was a guy that had eight points. The guy had a hundred points in a game in an NAIA game that's crazy. Maybe we he only can... took go ahead
0: the, he only took 62 of the 117 shots it's
1: hilarious well i mean they sound like they're terrible but he's not he was chuck city so i mean chucky e. cheese why not ground chuck the guy was uh, absolutely uh, going off once a guy starts getting around 40 or 50 you got to let him go right
0: yeah uh, i mean the the next teammate had eight
1: right like i said so uh the rest of the team's you know, trash, but he, he went off, so good for him. Uh, obviously, if you can get the kid on the line, we can recruit him to the Pharrell Ballers. Or maybe we can put him on that other team that is going to need a player. <laughs> Guys, are you ready to heat things up this Christmas? Then go with the win-win this year. Give her something that will make her feel hot and heat up your holiday, too. How? With the super warm, world-famous Hoodie Footie from our friends at Pajamagram, let's face it, it's hard to be out when she's freezing ass. The Hoodie Footie is the ultimate solution because it combines the warmth of a hoodie with the coziness of footie pajamas. Head-to-toe warmth means she'll be cozy in no time, and it gets even better because every Pajamagram includes free gift packaging. That's like icing on the cake for you because it means you don't have to wrap anything. They're also backed by a 100% lifetime guarantee, and delivery by Christmas is guaranteed. I personally guarantee it. So you risk nothing. One more. Pajamagram is celebrating 10 years of hoodie footies. So, right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on adult size hoodie footies when you use the code SAVE10 at checkout. SAVE10. Go to pajamagram.com today. Use code SAVE10. That's pajamagram.com. Code save ten and tell him Pharrell on the bench sent you. This is Pharrell on the bench. I always like talking baseball with the Mad Hatter. He's one of the great baseball fans here in this dungeon. Uh, so, uh, Mad Hatter, you can't seriously tell me you think Seager is as good as Lindor?
3: No, it's just
1: I would get rid of Seager in five seconds for Lindor.
3: I mean, three if seconds. If we're talking about a straight up, two we're gonna, seconds. We're gonna do this. One
1: second, gone. Bye. One, guy,
3: one guy's twenty. One guy's in his early 20s, and you want to bring in Francisco Lindor, is going to be owed a massive contract. But the Dodgers can
1: pay it out. What do I give a rat's ass about the Dodgers' fiscal problems? No, I mean, whatever. do they have none of.
3: Whatever. The Dodgers <laughs> want to do that? Great.
1: Do you think that I care about the Yankees' uh, bankroll? With their, What with the, with they just gave Cole? Like, that's not my problem. I don't have to pay it. No, you do not. I can't even afford a ticket at that well, place if now. Well,
3: if you go to any games— your ticket will be a nice, uh, we'll have a nice raise in it probably because of Gary. Well, I
1: said that, uh, last night on the air that you better believe it. That, excuse me, going to the boogie down now is going to cost you a mortgage payment. Literally, going to a Yankee game to me, I know this sounds crazy, but would you be willing to say if you go with two people to a Yankee game and let's say sit anywhere in the mezzanine or below, like let's say you know level two down field, right, or up in the second deck? Not in the upper deck, but in the first two decks, uh, it, without a doubt, it's five hundred bucks to go and like and, and with for can, a family, yeah. N- no, 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 forget family. Two people with oh, geez, with, I don't know. with beer and food and two seats. Good, let's say second mezzanine behind home plate. Five hundred bucks.
3: I try not to spend two hundred fifty dollars when I go out. You know me. Listen, a long time. I'm gonna tell you a
1: story. Do you remember Mafia when uh, JBI, Jumbo Inc, invited me to the Red Sox game? Yeah, I do. How much did it cost? Six hundred dollars. Right, three hundred dollars a
2: seat to you sit to go to out the, of the Red Sox-Yankees series. Red Sox-Yankees
1: Sunday night baseball. I don't care who they're playing. Don't even uh, don't even say that to me. That's because it's the Red Sox on Sunday night baseball. Hopefully, you sitting behind the plate. Listen. We were, but it was $600, and I just think that is absolute BS, and I'm not paying it. I could watch a game on TV for free in HD, and, and going there is like, uh, well, hell on earth. I mean, it really is hell on earth. So going there and parking is more money than most people make in a day. Like, and then you leave your car like a mile away. You would have if you worked at Wendy's. You would you would have to work eight hours to pay for a parking stub at at Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's the truth, right? Because what do you get like? 10 15 an hour at wendy's at best uh, what is minimum wage now and kind of
3: like what i get paid to work here yeah the same thing well you don't make
1: minimum wage here you may make... well, soon
3: enough it will be in the state in the no, no, state it's just
1: homelessness what you get paid thank you so and so do i so here's the deal uh mafia if you can't afford to pay to park why the hell would you pay for a ticket to see them play when they're on yes every night
2: and that's the thing is is they just think people are going to keep coming and keep coming they keep, coming. They keep raising the prices because they got to make up for what they're paying these guys and that's why it's hurting them. That's why people aren't showing up. And still, they keep raising prices and thinking, "Oh, we'll we'll get enough." You know, we're we're getting less people, so we'll just raise the prices, and you know, we'll make up the money that way. Eventually, people are going to stop showing, and you're not going to get enough, and you're going to have to bring it back down to reasonable prices. Well, look, here's the
1: deal. It's just like the garden. When you when the Knicks and Rangers suck, and the Yankees uh, are the Yankees are a hundred win team, right? So hundred plus. So here's the deal. They go to the garden. And fill the garden to see those two losers every night. But it's not hard to sell 20,000 seats in a city of 10 million people.
3: Plus, those are all tourists that go see the Knicks now.
1: I don't care who they are. Bottom line is...
3: Sitting at a game, i got people behind me speaking eight different languages. That's
1: awesome. Do you believe that... But I'm right about the fact that it's not hard to sell 55,000 seats.
3: No, plus you're only there there 41 times a year. But but the Yankee game is the same thing. 55,000 seats
1: is not that hard to sell when you're in a city with 10 million people. Well, there's more than 10 million people in the tri-state area. But in New York alone, there's like 8 million people. In New York City alone. MSG has 6.2 million viewers. I mean, just the, watching the Knicks and Rangers on TV, they got six million. Uh, not, they don't get six million people. It reaches six million people. But the city itself, when you have eight million people here, whatever it is, eight nine million people, do you know how little twenty thousand people is, and how little fifty five thousand people is at the end of the day? They could sell out Yankee Stadium and and City Field every night if if the both teams were in first place, easily in five minutes.
2: Yeah, but that's an anomaly here, Boston. Certain cities you can, but. Most of the league, it's down everywhere, and it's costing. Them. That's but why these other teams aren't competing because they can't pay it.
1: Fair enough, but as once again, we're not talking about anywhere else. We're talking about Yankee Stadium and even the Garden. The bottom line is, is that the the theory of that you know no one goes because they can't afford it is what we're kind of talking about here. It's because you can't afford it. It's not because they can't sell the seats. They can sell the seats. The Yankees won 108 games. They can sell the seats. Believe me. It's not hard to sell that many seats to a 100-win a team when there's only 55,000 seats. They sell out a lot of games, Mad Hatter, in the Bronx. That's all there is to it.
3: Oh, and then, you know, if I ever want to go to Yankee game, it's secondary market all day long. Uh, and you can get in. Oh, yeah. And
1: then what the other great thing is here is that, like, this place carries the Yankees, and they still won't give you tickets.
3: No, nah, I've never gotten anything like that here, ever, at any point.
1: Meanwhile, the guy's got a hundred of them sitting in his office every day. He only gives them to his close friends, though. He'll give you net seats, though. Thank you.
2: Only for the rest of this year. Next year, once Durant's back in the next
1: Yeah, once Durant's there, he'll never give you the tickets. He'll be sitting in the luxury suite. Thank you. God, Mafia, I'm going to be here all week. I should do stand-up with some of these one-liners I'm dropping tonight. Let's ask Jay. Because uh, they, they carry the Mets, too. Do they ever give you uh, Mets tickets? Ever? Have you ever gotten anything from these people?
2: I did get Giants tickets this year. Oh,
1: really? So you admit that you got something.
2: That's it, though. And it was, uh, it and, was a big ask.
1: And what was the oh, – did it give you the business that you asked?
2: No, I didn't ask him. You asked someone. for... I asked someone a little bit uh, less important.
1: Okay, so and and what did you have to do? climb a uh, Did you have to climb a building, <laughs> scale it with your fingers?
2: <laughs> to be honest, I was not allowed to discuss it publicly. So this is the first time I've actually told. Oh, well, them how about
1: ridiculous it. is that? Who cares if you asked for tickets to a, a game when they carry the team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're making millions off of them. Yep. Are you kidding me? Uh. Listen, do you think that because they have, don't even tell me they don't have Yankee and Met tickets. Oh, no,
2: they absolutely but do. Please. They
1: only give them to people that matter.
2: And by the way, those games never sell out because there's a game every night. There's not 45,000 people in the stadium every single night. They can give you a ticket to a game every but night. They,
1: but, but asking them is like pulling teeth.
3: It's just <laughs> no comment. Don't
1: ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't tell. It's just like the military. Mafia, honestly, maybe I should get into a stand-up comedy. Do you think I have a, a future, maybe?
2: Uh, some kind of future, maybe not a bright one.
1: This is Pharrell on the Bench. All right, who loves you? How'd you like the 78% winners I doled out in the college football conference championship game Saturday? What about the 72% of my pro football bets that hit? Seventh time in the 70 percentile love nest out of 14 weeks. Or how about the 80 percent hits I gave you Saturday night in pro hoops? Pharrellonthebench.com is incredible. I'm freaking Santa Claus. I deliver best site, amazing price, sick returns, and I don't have a reindeer with a red nose. Pharrellonthebench.com, sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. It's Yammer time. Everybody loves Yammer Time on the bench. Mike Yam of the Pac-12 Network. Yammer Time, how you doing, buddy? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You, you as well. I love how you say, hide the money from your wife, and then you introduce me.
0: Uh, I guess that's somewhat of a decent segue, but yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Listen,
1: it's true. Like, if I make people tons of money, which I do on a daily basis, what's the last thing you need to have happen? Your wife to find your nest, and then she's going to go out and bust off like a Fendi bag or something, and you're going to be broke. You want to be able to get a ham sandwich with mustard on it.
0: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. That's a lot. Dude, and if it's a ham sandwich versus a fendi bag, like, yo, that's that's a lot. It's crucial. Like
1: right like there. a ham sandwich on rye, like Jewish rye and mustard, and oh, then, yeah. like, a little bag of, like, Lay's to go with it. You're good to go.
0: You're making me miss New York, man.
1: I'm that's telling what you. What are you doing right now? So, uh, I have several things. I'm very upset about Yammer. I'm driving in the car tonight, and I said to Mafia, you can ask him, Mafia, did I say this to you? I go, we got to get a hold of Yammer because... I'm livid about, uh, and you're probably going to not agree with me. I don't know. And then I'll be very disappointed in you. But I said, did I not say to you tonight, Mavi, we got to call Yammer? I'm upset. You
2: said you wanted to talk about this stuff.
1: All right, so I'm upset, Yammer time, because Chris Peterson upsets me. Because, listen, there's nothing I hate worse in sports than the guy that plays the... And not, not that he did, but I'm saying the guy that says he needs to spend more time with his family. That one is the worst excuse in sports because... Every coach I ever met in my life, and I worked for Bob Knight, okay, thanks. So everything else pales in comparison. So do you think Bob Knight had any time for his family when he was coaching at Indiana? Okay, so uh, any? do you think Bill Belichick has any time for his family when he's uh, sleeping in his office in Foxboro? So when the guy says, literally, did he not say he needs to recharge? and he?
0: Recharge.
1: Yeah, uh, he needs like a rest, and he needs to, you know— he needs to take a step back and, and, you know, it sounds to me like it's just kind of that wussy type excuse. The bottom line is where I come from in Pittsburgh, we call that a quitter. And then what I, I want to say is why in God's name, if you need so much rest, are you going to coach in the bowl game too? Like if I run that school and that guy who I signed to a big deal and I go win two Pac-12 titles and go to a playoff, which is fabulous, but they gave him a long-term deal and the guy quits... And I don't care what anyone calls it. it. He quit. And the bottom line is is that, uh, to me, I don't want him coaching anything. I don't even want him at the game. I, I, and I cannot believe they're letting him coach that game. I don't care if they're playing Boise State or if they're playing Hamtramck Tech. That's it. I, 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 that's why I, I called feel, you tonight. I
0: Feel the passion from you, and I can appreciate your fandom. And you're always one. Of, you're you're arguably on the short list of like my top five biggest sports fans. Uh, that that I've worked with. So I understand where you're coming from. Here's what I'll tell you though. CP is a different dude. You know, you just mentioned Belichick, and it just reminded me. Have you seen the uh, the show or the the episode they did on HBO with Saban? And no, Belichick. I
1: taped it. I'm going to watch it uh, this weekend for sure. I taped it.
0: All right. Well, as soon as you said Belichick, I just re- it reminded me of what I just watched, and I'll take you back because you mentioned the Pac twelve, uh, the Pac twelve championships, and getting to the playoff a couple of years ago. Right. I was down in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl right. when they were playing Alabama, and Look, Saban is. Look, he's he's the best college football coach there is right now in the game i would have always made the argument that chris peterson um, was a top five coach and does less and has done less historically in his career than anyone else or done more with less i should describe it i should say it the right way but i remember being down there and look they just do it differently right like saban there was a like a, a little dinner the night before for both teams saban's crew rolls up college football hall of fame they roll up in their bus they get dinner and then they they peace out Peterson goes with his team. They're there for like an hour and a half before the dinner. They're taking the tour of the of the facilities and, and you know, kind of doing all the exhibits and all that stuff. And I said to him, like, it, you explain this to me. Like, why why this when you got a game coming up? And he said, you know what? It's about these student athletes understanding the experience and knowing what football can do for them. And I, I say that. And look, they obviously lost the game. And I'm not saying there's a right way or a wrong way of doing it. But Chris is a different guy. And I. I, I know what you're saying, and I think on, on face value, I can certainly understand why you would think that. But I'm, I'm telling you, um, Pharrell, like Chris, this, you know, they talk about like this built for life situation and, and the deal and the program that he set up there. He is as caring a coach for his players as I've ever seen in sports. So I understand where you're coming from because the guys had success. And look, I wish he was still coaching because I think the Pac 12 just took a hit. And I think Jimmy Lake is going to do a great job. But Look, I think Chris is that good. He's a top five coach. And I think the transition's a good one for them because uh, I do think he cares about the program. So, right now, Chris is getting ready for the bowl game. I actually just talked to him the other day. He's getting ready for the bowl game. Jimmy Lake is now the guy that's doing all the recruiting. So, it's a it's a cool deal for to ease that transition but I, I'm telling you I think Chris is just wired a little bit differently uh,
1: I don't care how he's wired here's the deal uh, the other guy that just signed a five million dollar deal deserves to coach the game and your boy needs to go lay in his uh, California king bed and uh, count all that money he made uh, you know getting so tired okay so I'm tired you know I, I sleep three hours a day that that's who's tired me that's who uh, tired my ass I, I'm I, I no longer like him i don't care how you know what you're best friends with him good for you uh good for you you can <laughs> I, have him I, I
0: wouldn't classify myself as best friends with him but i will tell you the the amount of respect that i do have for him. i you know what you got to do at some point you got to come out to the west coast you, you'll come visit we'll, we'll set up the media for you guys spend a few minutes with them and i'm telling you your perception would change
1: yeah, wrong. Oregon and uh, Wisconsin are playing in, uh, I think, a great Rose Bowl. I bet on Oregon uh, yammer time with uh, the win over Utah. And I just thought Justin Herbert looked fantastic in that game. And I thought that, uh, that kid, whatever, 25, was lighting people up. I just thought uh, their defense was jacked out of their minds, and they were just hitting people and knocking people around. And they took control of that game early with, I think, physicality. What did you think of the game with Utah? Everyone was on Utah. I was on Oregon, and then uh, now they go play
0: Wisconsin. I think they're better in Wisconsin, too. Agreed. Well, I agree with you on that, and I know we started talking about some of your picks. If you had Oregon in that game, well done. Promote your website once again, because I think nationally and people on the West Coast... Had Utah in that football game, and uh, look, I mean, we weren't talking about a a good defense. We were talking about a historically great defense against the run since '96. They were given up heading into that championship game, 56 yards per game. That was the best that we've seen in the country and in the game in FBS play. You know, in, in you know, in a, long, a really long period of time. I was shocked by the dominance of Oregon. I thought Oregon could win that football game, but what they were able to do, run for over 200 yards in a matchup uh, against a physical team and really just dominate from start to finish, to me was as impressive as it was going to get. Um, I wish, and I don't know if you talked about it on your show. There's a part of me that wishes they don't they didn't play Auburn, um, you know. And then obviously they laid the egg when they went down to Tempe and they lost to ASU. And I think that loss, coupled with them not looking maybe as sharp in the Civil War, had a lot of people thinking Utah was going to win that football game. But if we get the Pac-12 champion that we saw on Friday night in the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin, I'm with you. I, I would take the Ducks in a game like that.
1: So uh, my gamble is from the Pac-12 Network. Um... So uh Justin Herbert now uh with his I think he's rising actually yeah. with his performance against Utah and then uh this Rose Bowl you know it'll be another showcase for him and I, you know if they can't stop Taylor that'll be a problem but if they stop Taylor I think Oregon wins the game so uh, do you feel that his stock is rising for the draft and how do you think he's going to be uh, as a uh, pro football quarterback because I mean, let's face facts. He's like a homer. I mean, the guy grew up there uh, outside of Hudson. He's been playing at Oregon. He grew up there. He lived there his whole life. Is this yeah. kid going to be like, like a, are we going to have to get him a lollipop and a homesick package, or is he going to make it as a man in the NFL?
0: You know, he, I look, I think he made one of the more difficult decisions that anyone has to make when you're in his shoes, and that is to go back to campus. And play for your seniors in your senior year when you know you could be one of the first quarterbacks taken off the board and I think the interesting thing about it is he has thrived this season I think questions about could he win a big game for you could he on a on a critical drive lead your football team and that was something that people were knocking him about and I, I always felt like he had the makeup to go and do it and he does have that boy next door kind of mentality because like you said he grew up two miles from Vermont and he grew up in Eugene um, you know to me what he's been able to to do this season. I I point to the win against Washington State, the road win in Seattle and his team needed him to make some critical throws um, late in that ball game. He executed and then you just pointed out what he was able to do in the Pac-12 championship game. I I think his legacy as one of the greats that's worn that Oregon uniform is now continuing to be cemented Thanks to that, went on Friday night. Um, but as far as his pro prospects, and, and for, I don't know if you've seen this kid in person, but um, just massive hands, big build looks the part um, he looks like an NFL quarterback he Looked like an NFL quarterback a season ago some of the throws that he makes are, are just so damn impressive and I think what you saw from him Friday what you haven't seen a ton from right. him is his ability to kind of take off and run a little bit haven't seen that from him in Eugene but he's been he's been able to execute the offense that he's been told to to execute and he doesn't really make a ton of mistakes so to me he's no doubt a Sunday quarterback and a guy that I think we're going to be talking about off the board fairly early in the NFL yeah I think so, too. Uh,
1: the great Mike Gam with us from Pac-12 Network. I got uh, three quick ones for you. I got about uh, two and a half minutes left. So, Arizona State, Florida State. I think Herm has done a great job in Tempe. How do you think the, the Devils will do against uh, the Knolls with all the drama they had this year? They actually, I thought, played their way through it. You know, Taggart getting fired, everything else. I, I thought they actually played some decent football because they were in the toilet, and then all of a sudden they made a bowl game. I think that's going to be a delicious game.
0: Yeah, I love Herm Edwards uh, for a lot of the reasons and probably all the reasons that you do. Jaden Daniels, their freshman quarterback, who hasn't played like a freshman this year, is outstanding. Brandon Iu. speaking of Sunday dudes, like I think he is you know, the, one of the next great wide receivers that's going to come out of this conference. Florida State, to me, this just has too much chaos, and there's a steady ship right now at ASU. One interesting thing here, though, Rob Likens, their offensive coordinator, two sides of parted ways here, so he's not at ASU right now. That could be a little bit of a factor in a game like this.
1: So. Uh... Uh, let me ask you about uh, the Mike Leach deal. Uh, yeah, That's a great deal for him.
0: Oh, for sure. Are you kidding me? I feel like a couple times I've been on your show, his name has popped up. Right. And asked me about him potentially leaving. Uh, to take another job, at, whether it's in the SEC or the Big Ten. Right. Um, to me, I, the, the security that he's got there is big time. Not to mention, like, that's the perfect fit. Kind of like, you know, in the middle of nowhere in Pullman, Washington, he just runs his offense in his system. You know, I think it was a little bit of a disappointing year, but they were so close in so many games. You know, six wins. I know that the famous quote, you what your record is, but um, I feel like they have more talent. But this tough matchup here, I mean, that triple option is, like, people – get worried about preparing and i don't think either one of these teams have the personnel scout team to mimic this to get ready for the bowl game i got i got some points
1: i got one minute respectfully cal illinois i love cal season and and uh and on top of that how's the pac-12 hoop scene
0: uh, Bears are going to take care of business and the Hoops team is pretty good right now. Huge matchups across the board. Um, but the top of the league is pretty good. I think there's a potential maybe for a Final Four team depending on if Oregon gets their act together with some of those young players. Alright,
1: so Boise State in an enema special against Washington <laughs> in the bowl game. I'm going with the Broncos. Screw that guy, your best friend over there. I'm just kidding. He's a great coach. I'm very upset that he's uh, taking a rest. He should have uh, kept coaching. He's a great coach. I just had something to be mad about tonight and I decided it would be him. It was a good way to snake
0: my way into the Yammer world. Dude, it's always good to be on with you, man. I always get excited when I hear from you guys. All right.
1: Uh, hey, M- Mike, have a great Christmas, and happy New yeah, Year I to you do, and your man. family,
0: man. You as well, man. Always good to talk with you. All
1: right, Yammer time. Everybody loves uh, Mike Yam on a bench from the Pac-12 Network. Mafia, um, as you know, I say many times that, like, the Penguins, I love the Penguins more than my family. Whoever spends, like, who, who's, like, rest and I need to spend more time with my family I mean my family hates me why would I spend more time with them
2: well you try to get less time with them that's right
1: I'd rather hang out with mafia and watch him drink beer all day and gamble on football games and talk bad about people I don't like like all the people around here
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what